0: Hello, dear listener. Jimmy here. Uh, Just before we start talking about this movie, I just want to say, in this episode we talk a lot about how depressing this movie is. But we also know, two people who have suffered from mental illness know that this time of year especially can be really hard for people. And especially in this current climate. Because the world is fucked. So if you feel like you need to speak to someone please speak to someone. Um, We don't have to hide anymore. Uh, People with uh, depression, anxiety, um, mental health issues, we don't need to be in the shadows and just say, oh, it's fine anymore. I'm going to be fine. If you need to speak to someone, please do. And for um, all of you, and from all of us here, it's so what's the problem? This is just me and Jen. I like to pretend we have more people. Uh, (laughs) uh, We wish you a very Merry Christmas, um, or whatever you celebrate. Just have a great December 25th.
1: welcome to So What's the Problem, in which we rewatch a movie from our youth to determine if it's problematic by today's standards. I'm Jen.
0: And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> Today we're discussing One Magic Christmas, which was released in the US the 22nd of November, 19- I can't keep that up, 22nd of November 1985, and as a, uh, a video premiere in the UK on the 24th of September 1986. We didn't even get it in cinemas. It was written <laughs> by Thomas Meehan and directed by Philip Boros. It stars Mary Steen Burgeon. Is it Burgeon or Burgen, Burgeon? It stars her from Back to the Future Free, Dean Stanton, Elizabeth <laughs> Harnois, um, Gary Basabra, Sierra Poli, <laughs> briefly, um, and Elias mm-hmm. Cotes.
1: Jimmy and I have thought of three problems the movie has, and we'll discuss them. We also have each thought of one positive hopefully
0: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) well no i have
1: i have i thought of a good one had had you seen this before what's your history um
0: i saw it for the very first time on the 6th of december 2013 thanks letterboxd for (laughs) reminding me of that um so this is the second time i've ever seen this movie (laughs) Uh, So what's your
1: history? Um, I watched it a lot when I was a kid, which is really weird to think about now because it's the most depressing holiday movie that ever existed. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I watched it a lot when I was a kid and um, my mom and I watched it a lot. And I like it's 10, 15 years ago, I bought it on DVD and I was so excited because I hadn't seen it in so long. And I sat down to watch it with my mom and my husband who hadn't seen it before and my mom and I think my mom still liked it because I mean she was an adult when she saw it before, so she probably still had yeah. a decent memory of it. I was horrified um, because I didn't expect it to be so depressing. And then Dylan was like, "Why would you do that to me?" <laughs> and I hadn't watched it since then. Yeah,
0: yeah, but so let's let's just get into problems and what's your first problem?
1: Okay, my first problem. And this is more a problem with America now. Um right. so there the parents are talking about money. And cuz they're like poor, right? And she says they have $5,000 in savings. Which of course I used my inflation cal- calculator. That's $12,065.48. Um in today's money. Yeah. And look, I get, I, I'm not saying that they don't have money problems. I'm not saying that they don't have anything to worry about, but these days in America, there are people even making like almost six figures that yeah. are still one paycheck away from like not having money, like, uh-huh. it, or one emergency away from not having money, I should say. Um, there, it is so like, there's so many people right now who aren't even considered poor who would kill to have $5,000 in savings or yeah. let's say 12,000 especially i would kill to have $12,000 in savings like yeah. it was just so weird to hear talk like that cuz i'm like that that doesn't work today at least not in america
0: mhm i mean i'm perfectly i'm uh, i'm unemployed currently but i'm i'm surviving i eat three meals a day most days um but so, but twelve grand would be fantastic mm-hmm. just to have lying around. Um, so yeah, I, I perfectly understand
1: your point there. It was like I get that they're poor, but it was hard to think of them as being poor when. Yeah. And then it's also really sad when she she's ta- she didn't say the exact amount she gets paid, but when she was talking about what she gets paid, um, that like f- something that was like four dollars was more than an hour's work for her and it's really depressing to think about how close minimum wage is now to what it probably was then considering.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, because
1: it's 7.25 and it has been for over a decade.
0: Yeah. That's terrible.
1: So, this um, this movie just reminded me a lot of like what's wrong with America right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> 7.25 an hour is atrocious. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about it there that I don't. I mean, we don't usually talk about whether or not we should. People should watch this. Watch the movie that we're talk, talking about. Because sometimes we just expect people to have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if we're covering something big like True Lies or whatever. But I don't think a lot of people have seen this. Um, it's on Disney Plus. If you have access to Disney Plus, uh,
1: don't watch it. But, uh, <laughs> or watch no, it because it's it's such a bizarre Christmas movie. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. I was just going to say that. I was joking. I think people should watch it because it is it is not what you'd expect a Christmas movie to be. Um, but yeah, it's truly baffling. But anyway, uh, my first problem is that the movie is depressing as fuck. <laughs> Um But I think my wide problem, and we've spoken about this before is the Walt Disney Company in the 1980s. What the fuck were they doing? Because they released things like Watcher in the Woods, which, you know, is quite scary, even though it was edited down, it was still, you know, a scary movie. Uh, Tron was a big WTF. Um, And then they were releasing things like, uh, again, we've spoken about Oliver and Company. But Oliver and Company, the bad guy and his dog's die by getting hit by a train. (laughs) Uh, Come on. Uh, Disney in the 80s, what were you doing? You were all sniffing something and getting high and thinking that movies like this is what the American public wanted to see. The British public didn't want to see this. We didn't get it in the fucking cinemas. We weren't going to go and see this bullshit. We had Margaret Thatcher and the fucking Miners at this time. Our miners were striking, getting fired because of Margaret Thatcher. Why would we want to go and see this depression shite in the cinema? Disney, what were you doing?
1: The 80s were a dark time for movies. Yeah. Movies were weird.
0: Absolutely.
1: And people don't seem to realise that. People,
0: I think when people think of the 80s, they think about the weird sort of comedies mm-hmm. and the, the wacky shit. But no, there was a lot of depressing stuff in the 80s. Uh, but yeah, Jesus Christ. Um. So, what is your second problem?
1: Well, I just want to say I didn't make the fact that it's depressing one of my problems because I knew you would do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I'm so predictable. <laughs> um. Look, I like Gideon. Nothing against Gideon, but Mm-mm. strange man talking to kids and shit. Like mm. it was creeping me out. Like that's that would definitely not be in a movie today. Maybe if it was a woman. But yeah. that would not be in a movie today. Like it's it's the middle of the night, and he's talking to a little girl. He like shows up in her room, and I get mm-hmm. that he's an angel and everything. But it just like is that really the message you want to send to kids that if some dude tells you he's an angel? I mean, yeah, he she, she he did she did see magic, but um, some dude tells you he's an angel, and you just like talk to him and listen to him, and like are okay with him in your bedroom?
0: Gideon's creepy as fuck. He, I wrote this down, um, because, uh, see if you put, like, I mean, the music's already sort of dull and depressing, but if you put creepier music over the scenes with Giddy and the kid, it's like a horror movie. <laughs> put horror movie score over the top of it, and it, it is really, you know, creepy. But yeah, he really is, and so is Santa. Santa is uh, like the scariest looking Santa I've ever seen. <laughs> he's just got these weird sort of crazy eyes Santa And this. It's really strange casting that the one person that is supposed to be like happy and cheerful mm-hmm. and he looks like he's gonna stab you to death in your sleep. It's strange. But yeah, Gideon is creepy. I wrote that down. He really is. And the way he speaks as well is sort of like, hello, little girl, do you want to see some puppies?" Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, hold on a minute here. Back up. But, you know, it's hardly starting, so it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, my second problem is some really strange exposition that happens at the beginning of the movie. Uh, the dad, this guy walks past and he says, uh, hi, Dave. And then the dad says to his family, who should already know this information, that's Dave Gilchrist. He used to work with me over at Continental. Continental Radio. That's where your own dad got canned from by that dork Frank Crump. That is the laziest, as you know, writing I've heard in a very long time. Because his family know this information. It's for our benefit. And it is very clunky dialogue. Yeah. Also, Frank Crump. Fred Trump. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Mmm. Little moustache going there as well. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Disney? He's trying to evict people from houses? Mmm. What were you saying, Disney? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Frank Crump. Fred Trump. That's what I got. Anyway. So, what is your uh, fun problem?
1: I'm sorry. Can we go back to the depressing thing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, because we didn't get into the details of the fact that, like, there's a point in this movie where this woman thinks her husband and children are dead. That's my next. Problem. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> okay. So, this one problem I have, and i maybe there's people in real life that do this. I don't know, but I've seen it a lot in TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Who gets their Christmas tree? Like on Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. and decorates it. Like, everybody I know, like, they're putting their tree up right after Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Do you know who does it though, Jim? People that only have five grand in the bank.
1: That's who? The poor people Well, I'll say this. If um my tip, if you're poor, get a fake tree. <laughs> Did they do that in, the, in 85?
0: Um, was that a thing that oh, I, don't in I don't know.
1: I don't know. We have a fake tree and it's fantastic. Like when I was a kid, yeah. my parents always got a real tree and there were like needles everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was a pain in the ass. And eventually at some point when I was little, they were like, no, we're getting a fake tree. And it's nice. It's in some, like ours uh, is pre lit. So we don't have to yeah. mess with lights or anything. Um, ours, actually, yeah. ours is fancy. There's a little thing you can push where it can be white lights. It can be mm-hmm. um, you can change it to color lights. You can change it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anyone would do this. You can change it so it's blinking lights. Um, yeah. But I I'm just like get get a fake tree and then you can put it up whenever. And I don't know it it just it's so weird to me when people put put up a tree like last minute.
0: I know. Because you're only just going to take it down again the following day. A lot of people do that. It's going to
1: be a pain. Like, putting ornaments on the tree. Like, I mean, I used to love love it. It's, you know, nice tradition and everything. But now I just yeah. find it to be a pain in the ass. Absolutely. I can't imagine doing that for just, a, you know, a couple days.
0: Yeah. Why are you only now just talking about your tree? And I wasn't entirely sure when this movie was actually set. Like, how close to the to Christmas Day it was set. Mm-hmm. Because they were also only just putting the, the lights on the Christmas tree in the town square. Yeah. Which is something we do in fucking November. As soon as it's dark, our Christmas lights in our town are up. So why are they doing it on Christmas Eve? It makes no sense.
1: I don't know. I well they were talking about like getting money together for it, so maybe they just couldn't afford to put the to do everything with the tree until they had the money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This poor family will only get five grand in the bag.
1: Ugh. It couldn't be that much. Yeah, you know, I don't. For the tree? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I people putting them up last minute. That's just. I mean, I understand why Kevin McAllister put his tree up last minute. Like, because his family didn't even put a tree up. But yeah, I always have to bring up Home Alone. Absolutely, <laughs> still haven't watched it this year. Uh,
0: neither have I. I don't think I will this year. I'm going to watch the new one.
1: Oh, I need to watch Um, the new one.
0: Yeah. I'll watch the new one, and then i I probably, from what I've heard of the new one, I'll probably want to watch the old one (laughs) as soon as it's finished. Uh, But, yeah. So, my problem, my third problem is, Santa and Gideon kill the husband and almost the kids after they get kidnapped, just so Jenny can learn the true meaning of Christmas through trauma.
1: You think Santa killed them?
0: Yes. (sighs) I do. I think it was all part of Santa's plan because I don't know if you realise this, Jen, but in this movie, Santa is God. Santa can bring back people from the dead. Um so and he has all the powers of God. So I definitely do think that this was a sort of um it's a wonderful life type lesson for Jenny to learn Um and it was all Santa's doing. Uh, and also it's really odd because even the happy ending seems so downbeat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the tone doesn't really change that much. Um, it should make you, this the ending of this should make you feel good, but I'm still just sort of depressed because of you know murdered husbands and drowning kids, and I'm like. Really, this is this is your big finale that she meets Santa and wishes him a happy Christmas? Wow. It's like tacking a happy ending on the end of Requiem for a Dream. It's, <laughs> it doesn't fit. It just seems really strange. And Santa has all the powers. It's just very weird. Because somewhere along the line, I think maybe they were writing this as sort of like it's a wonderful life type thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be maybe God. But that, because that would explain the angels. Right? Mm hmm. Gideon's a creepy angel. That would explain him creeping about talking to kids in the middle of the night. But. Maybe they changed it to Santa because they wanted to put something a little bit more positive and happy at the end of the movie? Um. Uh, so they just gave Santa God's power. I don't know. But yeah. You can talk about it now, Jen. I mentioned it.
1: <laughs> I just, it's so dark that is it's very dark it here's the thing so last time i watched it it was so depressing right and i didn't remember it being depressing so i thought this might be one of those things where like i remember it like in a more exaggerated way and that maybe it wouldn't be as depressing as i remembered and it was worse (laughs) it was so much worse like this poor woman like gets fired her husband dies, her kids get kidnapped, and then they die. Like, this is a Christmas movie. This is a G-rated Christmas movie. Yeah. it It's so just unpleasant, the it's, things that happen to her.
0: I know. I know. And then it all just gets turned around, and the, the husband's really alive. Because Santa can do that, apparently.
1: Oh, I'm also confused about the end. Like, does she remember everything that happened? Yes. Can you imagine, like, even just remembering that feeling of thinking your entire family is dead? I know, like, it's,
0: it's horrible, that's what I'm saying, it's uh, it's not really a happy ending, because I get the impression, I, I may be wrong, but I do get the impression that she remembers it all, mm-hmm. because she seems really happy to see her husband, and the implications of that are horrible. She's gonna watch her kids grow up knowing that her kids died. Do her kids remember? I don't think so because they died. Um, I think everything got reset because she remembers the guy. She goes to the guy and buys the stove mm-hmm. off him, the one who murders her husband. So she she remembers enough to know to do that. So okay, you know it's 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 horrifying. This is a this is a a, a G rated. You in the UK, it's rated U, which means it's suitable for all. I disagree. It's rated six plus on Disney Plus. It's fucking terrifying.
1: This movie, the implications alone. I watched it so many times when I was a kid, and I enjoyed it. Like, what the hell is this? Why I have depression? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. I would like to do a poll.
0: I would like to see if there's anyone who ever watched this movie as a kid. And how their mental health is today. Um, it can't my, be good. It can't be. My mental health is scuffed. My mental <laughs> health is not good. Um, it's up and down a lot these days. But I never saw this as a kid. So maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: I'm not saying was, it causes depression for everyone that has well, depression. I watched The
0: Snowman when I was a kid. Did you ever seen The Snowman? No. It's a, an animated, like a, a half an hour long animated Christmas special that aired for the first time in the UK in 1982. Um, Channel 4 had just started and that was their big sort of Christmas deal. It was this, it was based on a book by Raymond Briggs and they had commissioned an animation, an animated special on it. And that movie broke me as a child. Um, it's only 30 minutes long, but it broke me as a child. I still can't watch the fucking thing now uh without tearing up. It is that, and I think that a lot of things that you watch as a kid do sort of contribute to maybe not your depression, because that's a bit it's a lot deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. But I think it does sort of sully the way you think about certain movies or TV shows. mm mm-hmm. um, they made you feel that way um but you had to actually watch it again to have that feeling (laughs) you're wondering what the fuck was I thinking back then (laughs) but yeah it's right so you do you not think that this was all down to Santa and Gideon did you not get that impression
1: I yeah I didn't think that I thought it was just an unfortunate day
0: right but the way I get the, the the way I see it is because she learns so much about like grief and the fact that her husband and her kids die. That is when everything gets knocked back to normal. Gideon, you know, says, "Yeah, you're good. You, you know that. You know the meaning of Christmas now. It's family and not having your family die on Christmas Eve. So, you know." You're fine. We'll, we'll turn back time. It's it's horrible to think that that that's exactly what happened. But I think that's what happened. Because why else would they turn back time? Uh, uh, you know why else would everything get set back to normal? <laughs> and then she has to right the wrong of oh, buying the stove that fucking fifty dollar stove that caused all this hassle. Um. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Oh god, it's so depressing. It really is.
0: For the past week, uh, I've been singing One Magic Christmas to the tune of Someday at Christmas by Stevie Wonder. (laughs) So that has sort of been cheering me up a little bit, even though that song isn't exactly cheery either. Uh, So what is your
1: positive? I mean... I think it's a good movie. Like the it's it's definitely the story's interesting. It's just really depressing. Yeah. But I do I do think I mean, I wouldn't watch it on like Christmas Day, you know, but like it's I think one of the reasons it seems so horrifying is because it's a movie like for kids too, right? Yeah. Like if it was just if we were if it was just presented to us as like Kind of an adult drama, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be that bad. Um, I I I like the story. It's just, you know, I watched a lot as a kid. Like I thought of that as like one of my favorite Christmas movies, and so it just I don't know, but I do like it. So what's your positive (laughs) (laughs) that I that I think it's actually like a decent movie? Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's a bad movie. I mean, like the way we talk about it and the way I even think about it, just thinking about how depressing it is, mm. um it sounds like I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I'm just I'm I'm really just now coming to the realization that I do.
0: <laughs> right, okay. Um and the UK when this was released, uh it was it it was uh called Disney's one Magic Christmas. The name Disney was above the title, and it was bigger than the actual title. Sometimes it looked quite weird. Disney's One Magic Christmas. Um, so it was getting sold as a kids' movie or a family movie, and I don't know. I don't know who it's supposed to be for. We've had we've had this problem before with a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. It's like who is this actually aimed at? Um, it's G rated, so you would assume it's for kids. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't get a, a kid down to watch this—a six-year-old or a seven-year-old—to watch this. Then that would fuck them up just like you get fucked up, Jen. I don't want that to
1: happen. <laughs> well, if your kids being like super greedy and shit, and you, you can watch, have them watch that, and be like, "Look, there are people who actually live like this, and so you should yeah. be happy with what you get." Maybe I should show it to my kid because he's he's getting a little selfish this year.
0: Oh, really? Like, yeah, just just tell him that there's some people who who only have five
1: grand in the bank. He just keeps talking about how he can't wait for presents, and I was like, would you still love Christmas? Because he was like, I love Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you just love getting presents, and he's like, yeah. And I was like, if you, if there weren't presents at Christmas, would you still like it? And he was like, no. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) He's just obsessed with everything he's going to get. Um... Yeah. So maybe he needs to watch this movie and see that, like, some kids just get an edge of sketch
0: Or a tea set.
1: Yeah. Sad little tea set.
0: <laughs> but I do, um, I do like, I do like the fact that Sarah Polly gets a bike. Uh, yeah.
1: I didn't even realize that was Sarah Pauly. It
0: is, yeah. So we've covered two of her movies. <laughs> Yeah, and the the main girl Elizabeth uh, Harmoire, I think, you plays it. She's mm-hmm. um, she's just been like in, a, in and out a lot of TV shows. She was on CSI for a few seasons.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize who she was for like until I looked her up afterwards. Mm-hmm. And like she was on One Tree Hill. She was in an Alice in Wonderland show that I watched a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on a show Marty Noxon did called Point Pleasant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I it, it was so weird. I was like, oh, I actually know who that is. I know.
0: It's strange when you watch movies from this time and there's, like, child actors in it and then you discover who they were <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, they actually continued acting. Um, she's adorable in this. Oh, yeah. Um, And that takes me on to my positive, which is the cast. Because there's a couple of people in here that sort of hammer up a little and... The acting isn't great, but I think the majority of the cast are bloody good. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mary Steenburgen is fantastic in this movie.
1: Mary Steenburgen is always good. I love her.
0: Yeah. When she discovers, when she realizes that she's lost everything, holy fuck, (laughs) you know? She just breaks down and Jesus Christ, that's some acting.
1: Do you know about her, the thing that happened to her a few years ago? Um... I don't think so. She had she had some sort of injury or something. I can't remember exactly what happened. But she had some sort of brain injury. And ever since then, she's been able to, like, play, I think, pretty much any instrument. And she writes music. And she never did anything like that before. Oh, really? Like, all of a sudden, she has this great music gift. It's so weird like i don't know if it was every instrument but she can she can play like i think guitar and piano or something i don't know i don't remember the details but she's like this big musical person now when she wasn't before because of some sort of brain injury holy shit it's so weird i'd never heard of anything like that before and she she was playing instruments on uh like i think she played the accordion on um last man on earth Hmm. i'm maybe i'm wrong about the instrument but like she she did that because she can do it now
0: yeah well you
1: do hear about things like people banging their head and then they end up speaking different languages and stuff god i would love to bang my head you know you know how many times i've hurt my head this year and i haven't gotten any new skills exactly i've been hitting my
0: head off the wall on purpose I want to, I want to speak Japanese or something. I want to, I want a different skill and it's not happening. Um, there's a little bit of blood coming out my nose every now and then, but that'll pass. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the cast, um, I think they're bloody good. I think the kids are good. And she's, she's fantastic. I think Harry Dean Stanton is sort of monotone and, he only speaks in the one sort of, you know, he just speaks like that, and mm. that's how he speaks. And then it's like, he's depressed. He read the script and he's depressed. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and that's what adds to the creepiness of Gideon, I think. But yeah, I do, I do enjoy the majority of the cast in this. And I think the husband's quite good as well. I, I don't know that, that actor. I don't recognize him from everything else. But I think he's sort of good at that, you know, he's, He's good with his kids, um, and he's, you know, he's a nice guy. You can tell he's a nice guy, but you can also tell that all this shit is getting to him. Mm-hmm. But he's trying his best not to let it get to him. Uh, he's really good at that. I have I have a couple of notes. Okay. Um, the little girl, uh, I can't remember the, the character's name. Uh, Abby? Yeah, thank you. Abby wears a gizmo switcher,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is not only cool, but super cute. <laughs> I saw that. Because uh, Gremlins was released a year before, and it wasn't made by Disney. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like it when that sort of thing happens. Yeah. It's like a company will let another company advertise a movie that was probably big in um, on video at this point. Uh, and she also has a very creepy doll in her room.
1: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I love Christmas, but I think forcing Christmas spirit onto people who don't want to have Christmas spirit is a bit sort of, it's not the way to go. I don't think forcing the Christmas spirit onto someone uh, is the right way, because I, if they don't feel like it, let them not feel like it. But hey-ho, that is all my notes. I have said everything else. <laughs> so there we go.
1: Well I just looked and uh it has a forty seven percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um but only from seventeen critics. Um and a sixty-nine for general audiences, which kind of surprised me. That it right. that it was that high.
0: What's it say uh, what's its score on IMDb?
1: Oh I don't know. Uh let's see. Well, we'll I'll do some uh <laughs> six
0: point
1: five Right. Which is pretty okay. good for IMDb because people on IMDb like to hate things.
0: We should do that. We should add that at the end. We should see what that, the IMDb thing is. Mm-hmm. Or the Rotten Tomatoes thing. We should do that more often. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. 6.5 seem... I don't know. That seems a bit... That's middle, isn't it?
1: That's it the- is, but I feel like every time I look at the score of something on IMDb it's really bad. And it doesn't matter like what it is i feel like i just see a lot of really bad scores on things where i'm like really um especially yeah. compared to rotten tomatoes like rotten tomatoes is i i think a happier place um and i remember the imdb message boards which they don't have anymore but judging from the imdb message boards the people who actually like participate on that website um they are they're mean mm-hmm. and hateful <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that's the internet, really, these days. There's so many people like that.
1: I know, I know, but it just seems like it's worse there than it is on, like, Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that.
0: So, because this movie's depressing, this podcast has turned out to be really depressing, (laughs) Everyone, I hope you have a really good time. Uh, So, next, next week, our last show of the year, and our final Christmas movie, but it's not—it's sort of half a Christmas movie, because it's also a New Year's movie, um, and we're going to be doing Trading Places from 1983, I think. The movie that Eddie Murphy did after 40 hours. Um, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to talking about that with
1: you, Jen. Have you seen Trading Places? Once. I do not remember it. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, well. Okay, so there'll be certain things you don't remember. That's good.
1: Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have no memory <laughs> of
0: it. Okay. You'll see why I picked it. Um, so that's all we have time for. Uh, if you'd like to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at Drop the Pack Pod. Shiftybench.co.uk is the website. Contact at shiftybench.co.uk is email address. Where can people follow you online, Jen?
1: I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter, and I have a Party 5 Rewatch podcast called Closer to Free.
0: Excellent. So thank you all for listening and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.